All right, so last week we celebrated that this uh, guy named Jesus came blasting out of the earth. <laughs> and oh, by the way, the tomb has not been sealed back up. He's still out. He is still risen. It's great news. <laughs> Thanks for the four of y'all that clapped. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There were six of you that clapped. I was too busy. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go to that same day because there was action after the resurrection. Alright, so let's go to Matthew 28. It's in verse 1. And I'm going to read down through verse 9. So Matthew 28, verse 1. So it's early Sunday morning. It's early when Jesus is coming out. And as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. I just love that. I know that you are looking. He isn't here. <laughs> he isn't here. He has risen from the dead just as He said He would happen. Come, see where His body was lying. And it, it's like the angels turned into a tour guide there, doesn't it? And so now in verse 7, and now, and now go quickly and tell His disciples that He has risen from the dead and He is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see Him there. And remember what I have told you. Verse 8, the women ran quickly, no doubt. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, check this out, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to Him, grasped His feet, and worshipped Him. And so we see this same scene again over in Mark. And I'm just going to read one piece of it. You don't have to go there. And this is in verse 6 where it says, But the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid His body. Now go and tell His disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see Him there just as He told you before He died. And the thing is, is the running. Just in those two little scenes right there. How fast do you think that they picked them up and put them down? You're going to where you think that you are going to take care of someone that was hastily taken down from the cross, that was placed in the tomb, and you were going to kind of do the things that really needed to be done before He was placed into the earth. And as we found out last week, that we know that on that Saturday that He went down and He grabbed the keys of life, of, of heaven and hell for us, and He's got the keys. And He said, there's nothing that will overcome it. And so you're going, and you don't know that yet. You don't know that. And so you're going, and as you're going, this angel appears and says, He is risen. Do you think your eyebrows may have gone up just a little bit? Do you think your heart and your blood pressure and adrenaline may have just jumped just a tad? Do you think they just kind of skipped? Hey, 
He's not in there. <laughs> this is kind of scary. Mary, did you hear that? Did he say he's not risen? He's risen. Let's, let's go tell the guys. What's for lunch? They were on a dead sprint. Boom. And as soon as they get there, the thing is, is the boys didn't believe it. Alright? But here's what Jesus... I want us to focus on Jesus in this because on the same day... Now, you've just conquered death. I don't know if I got the chance to be God and I just conquered death and, and told Satan where he could go. <laughs> get that? I just told Satan where he could go. And so I've won the match. I've won it forever. I've plucked eternity in here for everyone. 10,000 reasons. And so I come up and I go walking. <laughs> and, he, and he catches up with a couple of guys. After Mary and Mary greeted him, worshipped him, he said, hey, go tell the boys. I'll meet you on Galilee. Just go. Just go. Get up, Mary, get up. Go. And as he's going, there's two boys that you see the story in Luke. They're walking, and Jesus just kind of tags along with them. He's hitchhiking almost. And, and Jesus asked the question, what are y'all talking about? And the guys probably do like us. They go, are you serious? Hey, you're kidding, right? You, yeah, there's a camera around here or something. You're trying to punk us. And Jesus is going, no. What's going on? And so the boys start to tell. Because, see, I think one thing that people forget is that Jesus had, a lot of, had more followers than just the 12 that went down to 11. Remember, he would always go to Mary's house. So it was there, Lazarus and the Marys. But at one point, we see Jesus sending out 72. And so this could have been part of the 72. And He's hanging out with them and they're walking. And just about when Jesus is going to leave them, their eyes open up when He shares a meal with them. And we're going to share a meal in a second. And I believe from that moment on, I don't have anything to base it on, but I do believe that there was these moments that Jesus in His resurrection was teaching, I am risen. I'm not in there, but I'm in here. I emptied that hole so I could fill this hole. I'm not in there, but I want to be in here. And He immediately went in those boys. Their eyes opened up and they started, and they even said, I mean, it's in Luke, and, and part of their, their words in Luke, if you went to read it, said, Didn't our hearts burn? Wow. Our hearts burn with passion. Did you feel that when we were talking with Jesus? And we didn't know it was Jesus, but our hearts were burning, so there was something going on inside us. And it's not something, gang, it's someone. It's not a thing. It's someone that is just roaring. He is risen. He emptied that hole so he could fill this hole. And I love it. He's, you know, just eight days later. And so, throughout all of the scene, when Jesus has resurrected, Scripture tells us he was on the scene for about 40 days, okay? Eight days later, after we, the 
conversation with the boys. He shows up back in the room. Thomas, if anybody's ever read about Thomas, he doubts. He says, I got to see him. And Jesus, boom, there he is. And they're always eating. And not always, but a lot of times. And when they're eating, this is what I was going to tell you just a few seconds ago, is I believe that he was teaching them how to do communion with the meal. Those were in homes. Those were in homes. And I believe he was reminding them to say, hey, look, remember the Last Supper game? Now that I'm risen, remember the Last Supper that when you break the bread and that you dip it in the cup or if you take of the cup, that that's my blood and my body that I gave to you. But the remembrance is that I have risen and that I'm coming back to make this complete. And so he even said in John 20, verse 29, he told Thomas, he said, you know what? He said, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Has anyone seen Jesus? Were you all on that Emmaus Road by any chance 2,000 years ago? My what? Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. He, is, he isn't here. That's what we would be saying, right? He isn't here, but I believe He's here. And so how do we prove that to a world outside of a safe place like this? How do we let folks know that He isn't here physically, or is He? But He's in here, and He flows. Well, let's hang on. Because this is where I want to get us all chatting. It's going to be chat night. Some folks love this. Some folks hate it. So for those that hate it, you press in the hymn within. Because this is how we get to know one another. This is how we get stronger. And this is how you get to find out that in those moments, because here's where I believe most of the body of Christ lives at times. He's not here. Your life gets flipped upside down. You have some of the craziest circumstances ever. Relationships are going crazy. Addictions flying in through your family all over the place. Can't keep a job. Wish I had a job. Get a job. Lose that job. Just don't have enough money. Have any of us ever said, God, where are you in this? Anyone? Okay. So five of us are saying, so the rest of you guys get to tell us. So there's five. Way to go, five of us. We're free, man. But I do want us to chat through this. Here's what I want us to chat through. The psalmist David, David, King David, King David, Jesus came from that line. The very one that today, I believe most folks would put him in a straight jacket, lock him up, and, and just say, Dave, it's going to be okay, man. But there's better days for you. Because within his Psalms, he would cry out. If you read Psalm 77, he's just crying out. He's lamenting. And yet he never loses his focus on God, knowing that God is in here. So how do we do that? 
And that's what I want us to chat about. All right? So here's what I want us to do. You remember when Adam and Eve were in the garden and, and they, were, they were hiding? When we go into hiding, who are we hiding from and why? If and when your world gets turned upside down and you want to start hiding from yourself, why do you think someone's on the phone? What causes us to want to go into hiding from each other? Shame? I'm sorry? A pause. Amen. What else? Shame, guilt. Pride. Yeah. Yeah. Fear. Embarrassment. Okay. Think of it specifically for for you in these moments. All right. What about when we're making deals with God? God, if you'll do this, I'll do this. How many of us have ever done that? All right, so who's truly God in that? I've just turned God into my concierge. Right? And so here's where it gets to get real, real. And here's where you get to plug in. In those moments, in our circumstances that we are allowing to determine whether or not God is with us or not, how do you shake that and say, nope, God is with me? For those five of us that raised our hand, we don't have to answer right now. (laughs) But for the rest of the folks in here, seriously. So how do you help yourself determine that you, that God is in your circumstances. All right, read the word. All right, believe. Now this, this is good, All right, huh? Earnestly believe. All right, earnestly believe, read the word. Come let my sisters tell me he is here. Come let my sisters tell me. So that takes you sharing with someone, right? All right. Bold statements. Bold steps. Prayer. Prayer. What else? Amen. Huge. Ten thousand reasons. What else? Piggybacking with the land, but just relationships. I mean, like you said, we have a tendency to withdraw and isolate. But if we'll just keep connecting with those relationships we have, everybody's got life going on. So you're reminded of what they have going on, how God's helping them. They're reminding you that God is here and He's going to help your situation. Absolutely. Bruce? Absolutely. Do what? Yes. When do most of these events occur that you're talking about? 
What days of the week do they typically occur, huh? 24-7. So, when would I start to share? How many of us right now are in anything whatsoever where you're thinking, He isn't here? Anyone? Okay. Amen. A few hands going up. God bless you. Alright, so now here's we are. I want to put you in the statement or in the scene of where Mary's are. They just found out he is risen. There's not this yet. Thank God we have this, but there's not this yet. And so the Marys and the boys have to figure out how to continue to live in the knowing that he is with them when they feel desperately that he's not because they're getting the crap beat out of them. Their circumstances in, in the way that we would determine everything, they would, they, would, we, they would look at themselves and go, man, God's just not with us. This is too hard. This is way too hard. God, where are you in this? So, pretend to be them. Pretend to be the boys. Pretend to be the guys that hung out with Jesus just for the few days that He was here afterwards. And pretend to hear yourself, hear the words that Christ told them to say, look, blessed are those who have seen Me, and, and blessed are those who have not seen, that believe in who have not seen Me. How does that bring them comfort? How would they communicate that to people, gang? And yet they did. Let's let's talk that out. How do you think they first started communicating that, hey, I know it looks bad, but Jesus is with you? Their reaction to their circumstances would have changed pre-believing that. Did y'all hear that? Their reaction. So what would some of those reactions look like? Pre-Jesus, post-Jesus. Somebody that wasn't compassionate, and then they see compassionate towards others. Okay. It, I mean, it, I mean it, we can fill this room with them. What about for us? Come on. Grind it out, gang. That's huge. Anyone holding on to some unforgiveness in the room? Alright, we're going to pray that out. I believe that's what it looked like. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, I don't know how to forgive? And then would, you, would that scare you to death? Or would you say, man, I get to show you. Right? I can remember the first person that said those words to me. And I was shaking in my boots at first. The boy sitting right here. And guess who now gets to show others how to forgive? Gang, you can take all the programs you want in the world, but discipling happens on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday. And it happens in your schools. It happens at work. 
It happens on the ball field. It happens in the ballet classes. It happens uh, in the movie theaters. It happens when, like, Yaya goes into someone's home. She turns that place into a place of worship when she walks in. Every one of you guys that have said yes to Jesus, when you walk into that place, you just turned it into a place of worship. <laughs> Isn't that cool, Danny? <laughs> Darn right. Alright, I do want... I, I, we're going to stop right here. For those that have unforgiveness, will you come right here? That you're holding on and you, and you don't... You, don't, you haven't forgiven someone. Anyone else? 